Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock, and this is the Inner Edge podcast, where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high-performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress, and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way, and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there. Hope all is well in your world. Um, today's episode, I was struggling actually with what to call it. So anyway, we came up eventually with the three types of people. Now, listen, as we all know, there aren't <laughs> there aren't just going to be three types of people. It's a bit like these personality profiles, which I kind of have a love-hate relationship with. Well, actually, it's more skewed towards hate. I just don't really rate these profiles. They're intellectually stimulating and interesting, but they don't really... I don't think cause any major change. Um, so you can be an A, B, C, D, whatever, or you can be a four or a three or five on the Enneagram. All interesting, but I think they can be limiting or put us into boxes. But anyway, for my for my podcast here today, I'm saying there are three types of people. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of because of the story that I'm going to tell. So I think the key point that I want to throw out to kind of uh, to to you today is this one, is our experience of life from what I can see, is determined by the mindset that we have in any given circumstance. Now, that that is usually unconscious. Um, and to illustrate the point, I'm just going to tell you a story that I heard at this point, I think it maybe is 20, 25 years ago. The mentor of mine told me a story, and it, it did have a big effect on me at the time, and it has stayed with me. So um, I, I'll, I'll tell you the story and see where we go. There's, there's two men sitting on a wall outside a town. It's going back in, I don't know, a couple of thousand years. So imagine yourself, imagine these two guys sitting, it's outside of maybe a Roman village or something like that. There's an old guy and then there's a younger guy. And they're chatting away. And then anyway, this traveler comes along on the beaten path and stops. And he says to the guy, he says, hey, I've uh, been traveling for a couple of days and I'm thinking maybe of stopping at this town. Can you tell me what's it like? And the old guy pipes up and says, well, I, I've lived here all my life, but I'll tell you exactly what it's like. But before I do, tell me about where you came from and what was that like? And the guy said, oh, my God, it was terrible. It was, uh, couldn't wait to get out of the place. The people were nasty, mean, angry. Uh, it was just a very uh, unpleasant place to live. And the old guy said, oh, well, it's just as well you uh, you asked me before you went in here because here is sounds pretty much exactly the same. So I'd, I'd advise you not to come in. And the traveler went, listen, thank you so much for the heads up. And he bypassed the town and went on his merry way. And the young guy was very confused. And he turned to the old guy and said, why did you just say that? Because you love this town. Like you've lived here your whole life. And I know you really love it. Why would you, why would you say that to that guy? But before the old man had a chance to answer, another traveler came along the beaten path and he asked a similar question, that, hey, what's what's this place like? I've just been traveling for the last few days. Can you give me some advice? And the old man said the same question. Well, just tell me about where you came from. And the guy said, oh, my God, the place I came from was amazing. I mean, the people were just very lovely, caring, kind, supportive. It was a brilliant place to live. Just there was always great fun. Um, I just I couldn't say enough nice things about the place and the people. My only regret was that I, I had to leave 
for personal reasons because I, I'm going on uh, to a different place in a few months' time. And, um, or at least I'm making that bit up. But anyway, <laughs> uh, sure, I'm making the whole thing up. So then the old man says, oh, well, look, it's, it's, it's great that you've asked me about this place because this place sounds exactly like the place you just come from. It's, it's brilliant. People are lovely. You're, you're going to fit it right in here. You're going to absolutely love it. So I think you should definitely go into the town. And the traveler said, oh, my God, thanks so much. I went into the town. And the young guy is looking even more confused. And he said, what the heck is going on here? Why did you tell the two of them a different story? The first guy, you definitely lied to. But the second guy, obviously, you've told him what you really think. <clears throat> and the old man turned around to the young guy and said, no, I, I didn't lie to the first guy. And I didn't tell them what I think. I just told them who they are. Now, I think there's so much in that story. Um, and, and for me, I'll just share with you, I suppose, how, what, what strikes me about it and what has struck me about it, because it, I, all, I often remember that story for myself, because at the time I remember my mentor was telling me the story because of, I think, what I was carrying around the place, which, which was affecting my experience in a negative way. And the reality is, is that people think that their experience is real, yet it's hugely determined by how they think. And a lot of that is unconscious. Because, but how you think affects how you feel and also affects how you see things. So if you just take a simple example, if you're in a bad mood, or you wake up in a mood, oh, I'm in a foul humor today, most people go, well, it's just going to be one of those days. But you can bring that mood with you and literally ripple it out into your world. You can give people a bad mood. You can, you know, everything that happens will be filtered through that mood. And contrast that against you getting up in a, in a very excited, open, optimistic mood. You could go through the exact same day and have a very different experience. And that is kind of the point. And while we all would like to think that we're the positive person or the positive traveler, I mean, I think the reality is that most people will experience both. I've certainly been both. Um, and I'm thinking of a memory where I was traveling with somebody quite frequently a few years ago on a business project. And we used to spend a bit of time at airports and dinner and things like that. And the guy was a really good guy, very smart and everything else, enjoyed his company. But he had this habit of being very disrespectful to waiting staff, which I, I really have a problem with. I mean, because I just think a lot of people, you can kind of see how they are with waiting staff, but he was very disrespectful, rude, short. But it would always affect the way, the quality of the service that we got them, because obviously the people would react to his behavior. And I remember calling him out on it. And he, he was shocked because he didn't actually know what I was talking about. And so I literally had to point out a couple of times when he did things. And he had no idea of what he was doing um, and then how that was contributing to the experience of service that he would get all over the place. And as soon as he saw it, at least he had the chance to kind of say, okay, well, do I keep it or do I change it? So, you know, I think a lot of the time I work with business leaders, as you would have, as you probably know. Um, and I think with leaders, you can fall into a trap like a lot of leaders can see you know, people as chess pieces, just, you know, things to be moved around the place. Or other leaders who I think it's a better way to look at it is that people see, see people as human beings worthy of respect, not just people there to do what you want. But each mindset will be unconscious usually and will determine people's experience. Because if, if you just see people as chess pieces, if they don't do what you want, you're going to get angry. Um, or if you see them as worthy of respect and people who are allowed to have opinions, do things slightly differently. Um, it's not that 
I'm saying you walk around like a robot, don't get angry. I'm saying is that your unconscious mindset towards life, towards people, towards even your world right now today um, is very much affected by how you think. You know, some people are incredibly angry um, and they will get wound up by uh, life and people and circumstances, not realizing that a lot of it's played out and determined by how they see the world, how they think. Others can be greedy, you know, uh, others need to be the center of attention, or they maybe need to please people. Again, this is all largely unconscious in our mindset. And I mean, I've done it myself. I know that certainly if and when my stage drops for whatever reason, I'm always aware and I'm very sensitive to the fact that my thinking also, the quality of my thinking definitely drops. And it seems to be true for my clients as well. But then everything gets tainted. But you just need to be aware that that can happen. Um, and on the funny side, I mean, I think... I'm recalling the time when a friend of mine was telling me that uh, when he was in his late teens and he was starting to go to parties and socialize and things like that, that I think the morning after or day after a party, his dad was asking him, how did the party go? And he said, oh, it was terrible. It was really boring. The party was really boring. And his dad challenged him and said, well, what did you do to help the party? And his son was like, well, what do you mean? He said, well, you see, he said, from what I know about life, you have to bring the party with you which again is another way of talking about those two travelers. One is bringing uh, woe, anger, pessimism. The other is bringing perhaps, you could say maybe more optimism. So they're, they're the two types of people. So what's the third type of person, Shade? Hmm. Right, well, I'll throw that in a second. I'll share that, what I think about the third type of person. It's very straightforward, I think, but it might give you food for thought. But before I do that, we have to go through the customary questions, right? How do you know which person you are? We all want to think about those travelers that certainly were, we want to be the second person, not the first. But what I, I think I, I, maybe a two-step process might be worthy to consider here. One is, well, what is your experience right now of your world? Not in, not in words, but in feeling. You know, are, you, are there certain areas where you're the second traveler, but are there areas where you could be the first? Um, and I think that comes back to the mirror test or the mirror challenge is that the hard work is looking in the mirror at yourself and saying, well, hang on now, what am I bringing to this town? And the second step, which I think most people won't do, but it's, it's, it's an interesting one is, is to ask somebody who, you know, will tell you the truth and say, well, you know, and ask them this question, what is it about, what is it about me that people won't tell me? Which is a great question to ask if you get somebody who will, tell you the truth and it's you know there's only a handful of people around me i think that i know will tell me the truth even if i don't like it and i really really value that i value it more and more with each year of my life that passes but the reality is that most people won't actually tell you the truth um which is a pity so that brings me into the third type of person you know i think the third type of person is like if you're the second type of person who's the happy traveler bringing with them a, a sense of happiness and optimism and positive outlook. That's great. But what's more, what's, what's even better is if you're conscious of that. So the third type of person is somebody who is very conscious of their inner world and the impact that it has. Those first two people in that story, they're not conscious. They just have habitual ways of looking at the world, habitual inner patterns. But the third type of person is much more conscious. Um, and I guess that's for a different conversation. Well, what is consciousness? And what is a conscious person? What is a conscious leader? But certainly in this context, it's being very aware. And I think that is the word aware of the extent to which your inner world impacts your outer one. 
you know and i think when you become that third third type of person of which we can all become more of that you start to realize something very profound which is hang on a second here i'm doing all this to myself <laughs> so to change your experience forget about the circumstances think more about your thinking and just remember that the hardest but most rewarding work of all is to is to look inside food for thought thanks for being with me bye bye <laughs>